feeder Karen puts her feet next to my head on my chair, so I give her a taste of my feet. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. I was out to a movie with my friends last night. We come and sit down and I realize pretty soon that this girl in the row behind us has her feet up on my friend David's seat. She's there with one of her friends. So David turns around and he says something like, Uh, do you think you could put your feet down? And I think they say something in response, but I didn't hear it. The feet didn't go down. A few minutes later, David says, Hey, will you get your feet off my chair? It's extremely rude. And they still don't budge. So I tell David that he should go find an employee and get them to talk to this girl. He does exactly that. And after a couple minutes, an employee comes and talks to this girl. She's obviously pretty peeved and begrudgingly agrees to put her feet down. After the employee leaves, she puts her feet right back up. At this point, I'm ticked off. Why is it so important that you have your feet up on someone's chair? You're just being a brat. So I get out of my seat, walk up two rows, sit in the seat directly behind this girl and stick my foot on the back of her chair and push it forward. They both turn and try and say something to me, but I really can't hear them since the movie has started by this point. So I just say, just watch the movie. I keep my feet up there the entire movie. It felt like I had done wall sits for two hours, but I'm glad I did it. Honestly, at that point, yeah, I don't blame you for trying to do something like this. I'm surprised your friends didn't join you up there and you guys had your feet all over her chair. But hey, I guess one is enough to get the point across. I completely agree with our original poster. This girl was just being a brat. Unfortunately, sometimes you gotta sink to their level to show them how annoying they're really being. You can submit your own stories to be featured here on the channel. The story submission link is in the description below. And if you want to listen to some vibey music in the background, check out Easy Mode, also linked below. And don't forget to subscribe. Lady up and leaves her dog with me thinking that my office is a doggy daycare. A while back, I was working in an office that allowed dogs. It was an open floor plan and since customers never came into the office, we kept the dog's food and water bowls right by the front door just because it was the most convenient space and no one else would see them but us who worked there. Of the six of us who worked there in the main office area, I was the only one who didn't have a dog. No pets policy at the apartment. And I always felt horribly left out. To make matters worse, across the way was a doggy daycare. One day, a very frantic woman came in and she had an absolutely massive basset hound with her. Usually, the only people who come into our office were associates who had appointments with someone working there but it was rare that they brought their dogs. She ran up to me and said, Do you work here? And I said, Yes, how can I help you? And she said, I wasn't sure if you took walk-ins, but I read online I could just drop him off. I tried to call, but no answer. I didn't really know what she was talking about at that point, and I said, Come again? Who did you call exactly? Thinking if I could just saddle her off to whoever she came to see, I wouldn't have to decipher her problem. She said, well, it doesn't matter now. Look, something urgent's come up and I really need to leave him here. Here's his food he likes and I'll be back in a few hours. And at this point, I wasn't thinking of the doggy daycare. I thought maybe she was just a friend of someone here. I said, well, all right, can I get your name, please? And she said her name and then asked if I needed her to sign anything. And I was so confused at this point, I just said, why would I need you to sign something? And she left almost immediately. 
So I took Otis, the dog, to the back and showed him to my co-workers, and no one knew the woman or the dog. I was worried she wouldn't come back, but at the same time, my wish for an office dog had finally been granted, and Otis was supremely chill. All he did all day was lie around and drool into his own ears. I just freshened him up every now and then, took him out every couple hours, and he was happy as a clam on a big cushy dog bed we thankfully had an extra of. He just loved attention from anywhere he could get it. At the end of the day, the woman, thank God, came back. She said, thanks, you're a lifesaver. How was he? And I said, he was a champ. And I was about to say, but why is he here? When she said, oh, that's a relief. Most kettles say he gets anxious around other dogs. I heard you operated at a much higher capacity. I was thrilled to see you had so few clients in the room at one time. So how much do I owe? And that's when I realized that she thought we were a dog daycare. Now, I probably should have corrected her, but I loved my day with the office dog and I did want to get paid for supervising this strange dog all day. I just threw out the number that sounded fair and appropriate. That'll be $20, I said. She replied, really? In this very high tone. And I couldn't tell if I'd overshot or undershot, but she paid me and left. My coworkers were laughing hysterically when they realized what had happened, and we thought it would just be a good story for the future. But the next week, she came back. She said we were so much more affordable and less overcrowded than her other place that she was happy to use us. I was glad for the company, so just took him. I didn't think there'd be any way she couldn't have at least some idea we weren't a doggy daycare. The whole ordeal was so strange, I just figured, don't question a good thing. I was much younger and dumber then. Not long after, Otis started getting dropped off two, sometimes even three or four days a week. I was in heaven. He was such a love, and he made fast friends with the delivery guys and visitors. One day, we took our office Christmas card photo, and Otis was over that day, so we included him. In a Santa hat. It was pretty great. But it turns out, Otis's owner was friends with one of our clients, who I guess happened to have the card out on her table or was kind enough to display it alongside her other holiday cards. Because one day, Otis's owner came in holding the card and walked up to me and said, I, I can't believe I'm asking this, but is that my dog in this photo? This isn't a dog daycare at all. This is just an office, isn't it? She said it with a note of surprise, as though she was looking around and putting it all together for the first time. No coincidence that this wasn't the first time she was in some crazy rush, either. She was like, then who are all these other dogs? And I explained. I was terrified she was going to demand her money back, or worse, take some sort of legal action against us for misrepresenting ourselves as a dog care business, or complain to corporate or something. Instead, she basically said, why didn't you ever say anything? And I explained we just really liked having Otis around. She stopped for a minute and seemed to be thinking and said, is that right? And I said yes, and told the story of how I was the only one in the office without a dog, so I loved the company. She seemed a little flummoxed or hesitant, understandably, because the whole thing was just so weird. She turned to my coworker and asked if I was telling the whole truth. I don't know why she thought my coworker, also a stranger to her, would be any more trustworthy than me. But hey, strange times. Coworker backed me up, so she said, well, I wish you'd said something sooner. Could have saved me a lot of embarrassment with my friend back there. All right, well, I have to get going. See you at four. And she left Otis. I couldn't believe it. 
I said, so he can stay? And she replied, where else am I going to find someone to watch him one-on-one all day for $20? And off she went. Otis stayed my office dog until his family moved away. Luckily, right around the same time I took a new job. I feel like our original poster got really lucky here. They should have said something as soon as they knew what was going on. The moment that lady came back to pick up her dog, you explained the situation. I'm sure she'd be glad just to have gotten the one day with you. But once you continue to keep up the ruse and not say anything, that's where some problems come into play. You're lucky that she didn't want to file any charges or anything. But I guess the way she saw it, you were doing her a big favor. I mean, as long as you're a good person and the dog's happy and she's paying you for your time, then I guess there's nothing wrong with it. You just happen to stumble onto an extra job, I guess. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. My manager tried to cut my hours without me knowing, so I destroyed his entire business. Nearly 20 years ago, I was a brewer at a brew pub. The owner was a complete lunatic and an utter jerk. Before I was hired, he had already purchased the brewery equipment used from a closed microbrewery. Problem is, it was literally four times larger than it needed to be for the size of the place. And to top it off, he was selling big three beers too. It was a Pugsley system, brewers will know, but I made it work. Even got the stupid ring-walled yeast to behave. But I only need to brew about three or four times a month. I've worked at places where we brewed that much a week. So I wasn't needed anywhere near 40 hours a week. And I was salaried, so he decided I needed to work night manager at least two nights a week to fill out my hours. That was fine. It was an easy gig. After our first year, he advertised a huge anniversary event with specials on food and drink, food specials, commercial beer specials, and didn't even mention that we made our own, much less put anything on special. Idiot. Not too long after, I got my first vacation in over a year and he was mad at me for insisting. But life was stressful, not least of which because my mom was in hospice. Stage 4 cancer. But her condition was such that she said my wife and I should go. She'll be fine. So we went camping for a week. The day before our trip was to end, we got word that she had passed. Two days earlier. My family didn't know how to reach us. Only she did. We rushed the six-hour drive home, and on the way, I called my boss and told him what had happened, and that I probably would not be in on Monday as planned. This was Saturday. I found out later from a bartender that he then complained to the chef that I was probably going to want more time off. I did in fact take Monday off, but I went in on Tuesday to do my night manager shift. Now, my mom's wishes were to be cremated, with no embalming, 
So by the time I got home, she was already cremated. So the memorial service was planned for two weeks later, right before Labor Day weekend. There was to be a memorial service Thursday and the intermittent for the family Friday. So I planned and made sure that the servers were full and I wouldn't need to brew for at least a week. That Wednesday, the boss comes and tells me he wants me to work night shift on Thursday and Friday. Normally, I did Tuesday and Wednesday nights. The intent being for me to make up the time off I'd taken to help my dad out. He wasn't handling it well. He wanted me to come in after my mom's funeral. I flatly refused, at which point he said fine, but I'd have to work a double shift Saturday then. I nearly lost it. I walked away, and after I cooled off, I went back and told him I was no longer going to do the manager shifts, and that I wanted to switch to hourly for brewery work only. He was angry, but stuck. He needed me in the brewery. Things started calming down. But after a few weeks, I noticed my paychecks were for less than I anticipated. I hadn't been tracking my clock in clock out very closely, because prior to this, I only clocked in and out so I was logged in to do manager functions. But I happened to have a couple of slips in my wallet, and because I still had manager access, discovered that he'd been altering my hours, eventually cheating me out of around 20 hours in just 6 weeks. And that's when I hatched my plan. I was done with this jerk. Remember that ringwood yeast? Well, in a brewery, you harvest yeast from a fermenting batch to use to brew a later one. And since we were slow, it often had to be stored for a while before it got used. But you had to use it within 30 days. 21 is better. Or else it goes sour and starts dying. Normally, I would take other steps to ensure it stayed clean and healthy. But not the last batch I harvested. It just went into the cold room and stayed there. I stopped going in very often, just logging tank levels to make sure nothing ran out and made him suspicious. I would even go in to make sure he wasn't in that day, and later message him that I brewed, when I hadn't. And I waited. On day 45, after I got the check for the last hours I worked, I overnighted my keys in with a resignation letter. He called me the next day screaming. I told him I knew what he'd done, and I wouldn't be back. I wish I could have seen his face when he went into the brewery cellar and discovered he had empty fermenters, nearly empty serving tanks, dead yeast, and almost no grain. Pity, really. After that, he tried to hire my former assistant, who was working at another brew pub by then because the jerk had forced me to fire him to save money. He laughed at him. He then apparently got an underage son from one of the brewers at a nearby brew pub which he had originally been part of to brew for him but had to fire him because the kid kept getting caught drunk down in the cellar. So he tried doing it, and I had heard they stopped brewing entirely eventually. About a year after I left, he folded. Staff showed up one morning to padlock doors, drove through there a few years back. Not only gone, but the building was torn down. I felt like stopping to sow the ground with salt, but I was in a hurry. No, this guy absolutely had it coming. As the manager, that's the one thing you should not be doing is shaving your employees' hours. That's not going to go over well for you. He's lucky there wasn't a lawsuit involved and all you did was sabotage. If you had gone legal with this, it could have hurt him a lot more and a lot faster potentially. As far as I'm concerned, he kind of got off easy. It's just a really petty move though. Our original poster is entitled to do whatever they feel is best for them. Just because they don't want to be your manager anymore doesn't mean you get to go ahead and start shaving their paychecks. 100% jerk right there. My entitled sister thinks $55 covers two months of babysitting. 
This makes me hurt a little because up till this point, my sister was the only one I could mildly get along with within my family. But I guess she's my mother's daughter, so the entitlement shouldn't have been a surprise. My sister and brother-in-law are both essential, cop and doctor. So they've needed someone to watch their kids now that school's canceled and a lot of daycare services aren't around. And even then, the youngest one had been kicked out of two of them and finding a new one is difficult due to that. So I've been watching these kids four to six times a week, depending on their schedule, anywhere between seven to 12 hours a day. I was told to wait until they got paid, then told to wait for the stimulus check to come in and they'd pay me for it. At that point, and I do have the text, it was going to be $85 a week, regardless of that four to six times a week. Well, they got the stimulus check in. My sister gives me $55 and tells me that this was for the babysitting. I told her, excuse me? This wasn't what we agreed on. I was told that I should be grateful because she's been feeding me. No, she hasn't. I bought my own food and tended to have to buy the food that these kids were eating for lunch. I was told it was just like hanging out, having fun, playing video games with my nephews. No, it was not. And she knows her kids better to know that they're little monsters. They're both destructive. It's a hassle since I have to chase them around all the time to prevent them from climbing shelves or from getting out the front door because these kids were never taught to mind. And when I refused to bring my gaming laptop for the older one to play anymore, I told him specifically if he wanted to play on it, he'd only touch the wireless mouse and keyboard and play it at a desk, but not to touch the laptop. And what does he do after getting bored with the one game he begged me to let him play? Pick up the laptop and run with it and drop it. I screamed at him. Not my best moment. And he had the attitude of a teenage valley girl of, whatever, accidents happen. That's why they're accidents. If it breaks, you can just buy a new one. Of which I told him he would be the one to replace the $1,600 computer. But since that day, he's been a whining bag of crap about me not bringing it over for him to play with. I have to deal with these kids assaulting me all the time and not being able to do a thing about it. These kids are monsters. And the only reason I agreed to do this was because she was my sister and she needed the help. But I was supposed to be compensated for my time away from my own work. I work commission-based jobs at home, but I can't work on it around them as there's no pause for me to do it, lest the younger one would probably run away and get hit by a truck. I know it'll probably be crappy of me to do if I just don't show up for the next few days until they fix paying me what they at least owe me. But on the other hand, I really just don't want to be around those kids. They need to be heavily medicated and are the poster children for corporal punishment being a necessity. Yeah, these kids sound like a little bit of a nightmare, not gonna lie. If you guys agreed upon $85 a week and you have the text to prove it, I don't see what your sister's trying to pull here. She knows that it's worth more than $55 of your time, especially since you're missing out on your actual work to be there. Then we add on top what you're spending on lunches for them and the $1,600 computer? Surely she understands that it's worth more than $55 to you. Sounds like you're going through quite a lot to try and help her out. It would be nice if she would at least acknowledge what you're doing for her. It's almost like she's playing it off like she's doing a favor for you, giving you time to hang out with your nephews. Like you said, she knows how bad those kids are. She also knows that that's not a gift. I uninvited my son's gay partner from my wedding. 
I, 49-year-old male, am getting remarried to my fiancé, 41-year-old female, in a month. And the wedding preparations have gone well, except for one issue. My fiancé's family is mostly conservative and thus not very supportive of same-sex relationships. My fiancé's siblings plan to bring their children to our wedding, and they obviously wouldn't want their kids to witness a gay couple at our wedding, because then they'd need to explain the situation to them. So we decided to disinvite my son's partner from our wedding so we could avoid such issues. My son is 21 and his partner is in his 20s. I thought my son would be mature about it and understand our side, but instead he kicked up a huge fuss about it, saying that I'm acting homophobic and embarrassed by him, and that if his boyfriend can't attend the wedding, then he won't either. I feel like he's being really unreasonable, especially because him and his boyfriend haven't even been together for that long, so it's not like he's really entitled to be invited at any family events yet, and my fiancé does take my side. However, my son is insistent that I'm the jerk, and even got his mom to essentially gang up on me about this issue. Uh, yeah, no, I don't like this one. I'm with your son. You making this decision makes it feel like you're backing up what your fiancé's family thinks, and that your son isn't acceptable the way he is. It's kinda gonna set a standard going forward, and the way you just brush it off like it's nothing really shows that you don't understand what you're doing to him. There's nothing else to say here. 100% the jerk on this one. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories. Or if you want some vibey music to put on in the background, check out Easy Mode. If you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot. Everything linked in the description.